So there was a lot of pressure. There's people coming out from the town to come see this. And when I say it was packed, dude, it was packed. This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champagne Urbana. Recorded in a blue box studio with a songwriter from the Champagne Urbana music scene, past or present. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to be a part of the Champagne Showers podcast network. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast. Today, I have Jarell Young, and you may have heard Jarell Young play with Misfit Music as his backup band. Today, we're going to be listening to his song, Doing To Me, off of the album I'd Be Mad Too. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Appreciate you for having me. Thank you. So without further ado, let's listen to the song. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Touches 
many girls, but only one that I'm chasing. I waited for her outside while it was raining. Says I'm mad around in Phoenix, AZ. Welcome back. Jarrell, this is my first and favorite question I always like to ask. Did the music or did the words come first for this? I have to hear the beat first. I have to hear the, the instrument or whatever the case may be. But um, HK was over at my house one day. He just got to playing me some beats. He's a producer I've been working with for years. He's a part of the Great Thinkers. I'm pretty sure you've heard the Great Thinkers before. He came over, played me some beats, and I heard that beat. And typically how I make music, I don't just listen to a beat and just go right in. I have to sit on it for a little second so I can make sure, you know, I approach it the correct way. I sat on that beat for about like a year and then finally, you know, applied some real life situations to it. And that's how we came up with that record. Did they produce the entire album? No, no, not the whole album, but he, he I think he has like one or two tracks on that album. Okay. Cool. so you sat on this beat for a while and then yeah, what, man, what was it was there like a was there like a melody that kind of came to your head or did you just start like that's exactly what happened actually i was downstairs in my basement and that's typically how i work i have to seclude myself gotta be by myself man and then i started writing and then once i started writing at first i was gonna rap on the song but when i went to the studio my engineer was like maybe you should ease up a little bit you know what i'm saying and then i started you know just started playing around playing with my voice, taking it up, taking it down, trying to sing. And the next thing you know, he ended up playing it back for me. And it was like, oh, wow, this sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> and it just went from it just went from there. And I just started singing the entire song. At that point, did you even have any words or did you were you just da da da? I had only only thing only thing I had was just a hook. Okay. I, saw, I just had a hook. I just had a hook already pre-written. And then when I went in the studio, I went and laid my first, second, and my bridge down. That leads into a question I was going to ask later, but I'm just like, well, if you already had the hook, I have to ask, was there a girl from Arizona specifically? Or? No, it's, it's, it's just like, it's like a, a metaphor, you know what I'm saying? Foreshadowing type of thing. Poetry, man. I'm a West Coast type of guy. So I know they have beautiful women, pretty women. And it's like, man, they're, they're vibe out there. You know what I'm saying? And, then, you know, me applying some real life situations that I've been through being in a relationship. And then as soon as I get out of a relationship, she's still, but then she wants you back trying to play tug of war, but you're trying to move on. That's how yeah. that song came. Out, you know what I'm saying? When you're trying to move on with your life, and you just get to a point where this isn't working anymore. Let me, let me, let me spread my wings. But damn, through, through the process, what are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? You're driving me crazy. You got me going through a lot right now. If it wasn't a real woman that you were talking about, you wrote the hook first. Did you know that you wanted it to be the story? That's the texture of the song, like legit. That's like what came out. It just came out and it flowed like that. And I was just playing around, and that's what I wrote down. It legit just just came about, I promise. And it hit. You started right after you had the hook, you actually started building off of the first verse, or did you hit jump around at all? 
No, no, no. Right, right after the hook, I went straight to the first verse. I like to do things in order. I typically build a lot of my songs off of my hooks, off of my choruses. I don't write verses first. I typically write my hooks first. Where did you learn to sing? Born and raised in the church, man. I'm one of them, I'm church boy. Born and raised in it, man. <laughs> been in, been in show choirs, ensembles, and things like that. We've went to competitions. I've been doing the singing, rapping thing my entire life. Dead ass. Have you always been in uh, Champaign-Urbana? Yeah, I've lived here my entire life. By the grace of God, I've been able to travel and go on tours and see other places within the United States and stuff like that. So, yeah. Lay, lay this out for me a little bit. When you were laying out the words and you had the vocals, um, you started putting those down. How did you kind of decide to do some of the auto-tune stuff and, yeah. and like, the, d- yeah. like the part that I actually love is at the end of the hook is when you do... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, love like, that, that part. It's so cool. I just love that a lot. Like, so, you know how you like freestyle? I was just in there. I was in there legit just messing around. And my engineer was the one who was like, hey, you should keep those. Well, I've been working with him since 2017, again, 2017. So we have like a chemistry. I have presets. And and there's a, there's a specific way that I like my voice to sound. And he just has it down to a T. So when he was like, Dude, you should keep those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was like, I'm going to crank them a little bit. He was like, you're going to like how I lay them in. He structured that. He did that himself. That was his idea. My engineer. So shout out to my engineer. Where do you think that you get your style in terms of, of writing? Man, to be completely honest with you, a lot of my music, it comes from like, like real instances, real situations throughout life. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to really like fabricate too much. I don't really like to talk about stuff I haven't done or things that, I, that I'm not going to do. But I like to talk about things I'm going to do and what I'm trying to be and things like that. A lot of my stuff comes from like real life situations. So like a lot of people can just go in the studio, make filler tracks and stuff like that. Dude, I can sit out for about a year and just collect thoughts, go through life, go through some real life situations. Um, and then I'll be able to get inspired and then go back in the studio. And that's how a lot of my music comes about. I think what's interesting about this piece it feels like it's a lot about this very physical attraction and being drawn in yeah. by someone. But yeah. Um, yeah. at the same time, like my, I'm going to just jump to my favorite part, which is actually your, your bridge verse at the end, where yeah, it's just like, yeah. even though it, it seemed like it was kind of this infatuation in some ways, but, but at the end, mm-hmm. it's interesting to me that it feels like you kind of turn around a little bit. It's become all about her and that, she's the only one that you're actually interested in after all of this. And that part about like, I waited for her outside while, you know, while it was raining, I kind of, I picture, I picture a lot of like the, the classic scenes of like just being completely soaked. Exactly. When did you decide that you wanted it to be that kind of turnaround? I knew that with my first two verses, I had, you know, I was kind of like choppy. No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? And then it was like, it's a bridge. So with it being a bridge, it has to stand out. That's why I slowed it down and sang those, like those high notes. You know what I'm saying? So I slowed it down. That way, like the crowd would be able to sing along. It's towards the end. It'll bring everybody back in. Because typically, a lot of people don't listen to all the like, way to the end of the songs nowadays. Mm. But I wanted that to stand out and bring everybody in. So basically, like a conclusion. This is, this is it right here. This is the falling action. This is the conclusion. Song composition and structure, man. I've been doing it for quite some time, so I take pride in songwriting. <laughs> the idea that you're not only writing it as someone that's going to record something, you're also writing it as 
what is going to be the audience reaction and how am I going to get That's it. I have to be the consumer as well. Yeah. Correct. It's like you instinctually have this sense of like, oh, if I slow it down, then the audience can get in on that and participate. Was there a moment that this happened in a real performance that you're like, oh my gosh, I can do that? Or, or is this just something you've just known? I, well, first of all, it comes from experience of being on the road yeah. and performing and stuff yeah. like that. But as, but also too though, um, I, I'm really like into song composition. And there's certain pieces, there's certain pieces you have to do that on because of the type of texture, the type of beat, the type of melody that, the type of melodies, the type of harmonies and stuff like that. What is your favorite part of this song? Honestly, I like the harmonies and stuff in the background, like those little melodies, all that stuff. I like, I like those. I like that type of stuff because that makes the song. If you didn't have that in the song, you would just have just vocals, like you'll just have the verse and just the chorus. You add them extra pieces to it, it makes the song. So, so who's the person, or, or is this like a sample that uh, that the engineer used or the producer used? That the woman in the background is that is that something? I forgot what sample it was, but it, it, you would have oh, to okay. ask my producer <laughs> HK man. He made it. I, I just all I know is when I first heard the beat, I was like. Immediately when I hear something, I, it don't take me long to just tap in. Hey, send that to me. Send that to me. Let me sit on that and let me let me cook a little bit. It was like the seventh beat he played for me that night. And when he played it, I said, okay, all the other ones was cool. But this one right here, I need you to send me that right now. But you just know when when you hear it, you know it clicks. I know. I'm 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 at a point where my bro, I've been making music for almost 12 years now. So I know like what my voice sounds good on my range and things like that i know it's like okay if i hear something oh yeah i'm about to i'm about to lace it so that's that's interesting you know what what range is good for your voice do you ever ask the producer to just be like can you just raise that up or down a half step or something do you ever ask him to change a key or anything or is that not something that gets done and, 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 well honestly like my, my engineer can do stuff like that but if i hear a beat and i want it mm. it's for a reason right. you know what i'm right. saying right. Um, but other than that, you can play me, you can play me 60, 70 beats. And if it just ain't clicking for me, it just, it's not clicking for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, but once it clicks my, and I'm really in tune. Oh yeah. I need that immediately. Cause I'm going to do, I'm going to do something to it for sure. For sure. I don't really waste too many beats, bro. My like last question that I always like to ask. So like, why was this the song that was your favorite that you wanted to talk about? It's one of my favorites, but I know it's more of a, it's more of a crossover commercial. A lot of people can relate to it type of song. That's one of those type of songs. So I got a lot of songs that are like super personal. Somebody wouldn't really understand unless they actually lived in my shoes or really good. But that, I just know with that song specifically with it being very relevant to it's, it's a fire track, man. It's a fire track. You know, d different writers have different ways of looking at music. It sounds like to me that, that it's super important to you to have a song that everybody can kind of appreciate, that everybody can enjoy. You have to, man. You have to. You can't, you can't be in no box, man. You have to think outside the box, bro. You have to be willing to stretch those wings as far as possible. Um, Cause I don't want to ever, I, that's one thing, one thing since, since I've been doing this music thing, I have to make sure you don't box me in. I don't want to just be considered a rapper. I like more of the, being an artist. You know what I'm saying? You refer to me as an artist. I'm not just a rapper. I'm an artist. I like to spread my wings. Even in the midst of the current coronavirus pandemic, 
the Jubilee Cafe is continuing to serve packaged home-cooked meals free to all every Monday evening, 5 to 6.30 p.m. Meals are available for pickup outside the 6th Street door to the Community United Church of Christ in Champaign, Illinois, 805 South 6th Street. Jubilee Cafe's mission remains the same. Feed hungry people by cooking healthy and delicious meals. We are open to anyone who cares to receive a meal. For information on the meal or how to volunteer, go to the Jubilee Cafe CUCC Facebook page or email us at jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. Welcome back. Jarrell, do you have a favorite Champaign-Urbana music venue? Uh, before before Cowboy Monkey shut down, Cowboy Monkey was it. And of course, the typical canopy. You know, I've, I've gotten opportunities to open up on the big stage for, for artists and stuff like that. So, yeah, probably the old, the old Cowboy Monkey and Canopy Club. Was there a particular performance that you either saw or, like, that you performed at that, like, stands out to you? Uh, opening for Bone Thugs and Harmony back in 2015. Sold out crowd, 2,000 people. Upstairs and downstairs, man. When I tell you nervous, brother. But we rocked that joint, you know what I'm saying? We rocked it. Tell me a little bit about that. It was a lot of pressure because I was from the town. It's my hometown. So there was people that came out to see it too. So I had to make sure I was on point. So there was a lot of pressure. There's people coming out from the town to come see this. And when I say it was packed, dude, it was packed. So yeah, but yeah that was definitely, as far as in Champaign-Urbana, that show was definitely the most mind-boggling. You've been writing music at least for 12 years, but you've been performing even longer? Oh, uh, As soon as I started writing, I started performing as well. Because I started making music when I was at the University of Illinois. So, do you remember your first performance? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. It was trash. It was trash. Yeah, bro. My first performance was trash. I forgot my words. I was drunk as hell. Nah, bro. That shit was bad. <laughs> I think a lot of people that want to be performers, that want to get out there, I think yeah. they hit that that first or second show, and they're just like, no, I can't do this. But the people that manage yeah. to, to do this right are the ones that... Don't let that get them down and they keep going. Nah, nah, of course. I just knew, you know what I'm saying? It was my first show. It was at a frat party. They was giving me drinks, bro. And and I'm not prepared to turn down any free drinks. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, bro. I forgot my words. It was bad. It was bad. But I got it together after that, though. Do you have a studio that you work with around here for when you record? I record in Bloomington at Eclipse Studios. Yep, Eclipse Studios, Central Illinois, one of the top engineers in the state of Illinois. You know, the list goes on. Charlie Wilson, JoJo, Boys to Men, Montana 300. You go up in there, you'll see plaques all over the walls. That's where I record at. Yeah, he's very high quality. How did you find this place? Or, or was it just like somebody just said, dude, that you know that this is the right spot? Let me tell you this story. My homie, Dale, who I was recording with before downtown Champaign, the owner of the building ended up selling the building. So they knocked that down. He he went back to school. It was just a whole bunch that happened during that time. So I didn't have anywhere to record. 
my homie that was still making music, I heard some of his songs. I was like, man, the quality is very, very nice, bro. Where do you be recording that? He's like, I go to Bloomington. Shout out to my little brother, Sammy. My homie, Sammy, is the one who introduced me to him. He's out there in California right now. He sent me the information. I sent Eric. That's my engineer's name. I sent him an, uh, a text message. 2007, June 2017, we've been working together ever since. Ever since I sent him a message, and, and it was, and ever since then, we've worked on projects, albums, songs, singles, and all that. So, yeah. Sounds like you found somebody that you totally like trust with your sound. Because we've been in the middle of the pandemic, I'm just curious, like to you, what makes a good scene? What would make Champaign-Urbana even better? I would say a lot more unity, a lot more collaboration, and people getting over their egos. That's it. That's all. I've been around long enough where I just, you know, I know the temperature. But I think after this pandemic, some things are going to change because a lot of people have been working together and things like that. And we had, we've had nothing but time and opportunity to, you know, to, to break bread. So, Who are you working with these days that you wouldn't have normally have worked with outside the pandemic, you know? To, to be completely honest with you, it's crazy you say that this, this year and next year, I'm open. I'm willing to work with anybody. I don't care what genre. I don't care what you talk about. I just made a post on my Instagram like a month, month and a half ago. I'm doing features for free. We collab. I'm doing it. Let's do it. I'm just willing, I'm willing, I'm willing to work with any and everybody. I don't care who you are, what type of what what you stand. Uh, let's let's just collab. Let's make some music. So yeah, I'm working with and any and everybody. Whoever wants to make music. Yep. Open le- Open letter. Open letter. Awesome. And they can find you on Instagram and everywhere instagram um i have a music page for facebook uh, all that cool no i bet you there's there's a bunch of people that would love to work with you so let's do it let's do it man covid19 got you down you looking for some music some video games well exile main street still has all the things you need new and used lps cds and video games Exile on Main Street still has something for any music enthusiast and old-school gaming devotee. Exile on Main Street is taking orders, making deliveries, and pickups by appointment. They can find just about any music or video game you need. Check out their website, ExileMainStreet.com, for links to their Discogs page for new additions. You can also contact them via Facebook Messenger to see what they can find for you. They can also be reached on Instagram, Twitter, email, or phone at 217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. Welcome back. I was just curious, what is your favorite non-musical thing? My favorite non-musical thing is probably two two things. Um, Spending time with my daughter. And uh, boxing, boxing. I love to box. How old's your daughter? She's five. What's your favorite thing about your daughter? Spending time with her, bro. I was fortunate to have my father and see him every day. I, I like to do the same thing with her. You see what I'm saying? But just that connection, man, that bond. That's what it's about, brother. I do this for her. What's your favorite thing to do with her? Go to the boxing gym together. Yeah, she likes to box. Daddy's a girl. So when did you get into boxing? October 1st, 2016 is when I got into boxing. You know exactly the date. So what, like, what happened? It was a journey. I used to be 315, bro, because of boxing and switching my lifestyle up. I dropped the weight, got back in shape. I feel absolutely amazing. 
it was a lifestyle change for me. And it's like, so it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm just, it's addicting now, bro. I love, I love, I've competed before as well. So, yeah. What is it about boxing that, I mean, like, there's a lot of other ways to get into shape, but like, what is it about boxing that, that like made it the, the thing for you? The intensity level on the results. I had lost 60 pounds in three months, four months. Wow. It's amazing. It's a local gym around here. Come check it out sometime. If you want to give a shout out to the gym, we can do that. Luyando Boxing Gym, downtown Champaign, 500 Walnut Street, right there off of, right on the corner of Market in Washington, Luyando Boxing, oh. shout out Nate, shout out Kaylee, shout out Coach Nelson, it's a family affair, man, they've been doing this for oh, almost 30 years now, so yeah. How did you get your daughter into boxing? She started coming with me to the gym when she was two. Oh. So it was just one of those things. She would just come, yeah, she was just coming with me to the gym. She would play at her tablet for a little bit, and then next thing you know, put some gloves on. And it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And you know, she's around it all the time. There's other kids that go there too. Jarrell, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, telling me about your song, Doing To Me, off of the album, I'd Be Mad Too, and just talking about your overall process, working with the producer. It seems like you've got a crazy schedule, and I, I'm just so happy that you were able to squeeze me in and make this happen. So I really appreciate it. Appreciate you for real. Thank you for reaching out anytime. Just let me know. I got you. Thank you for listening to Champagne is Also a Band Podcast. This is Jarrell Young reminding you, great music is out there. Go find it where you live. so good. <laughs> <laughs> studio, South Beaker on the inside.